nine minutes. My snooze button gives me nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze. 90 minutes, that's a snooze. Has, has anyone ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? Oh, I was exhausted nine minutes ago, but now, right as rain. Thank you, Gary Gullman. My name is Neil Headley. Thank you for hitting the snooze button express, the nine-minute version of the snooze button podcast. I was prepared to write off a literal lifelong battle with insomnia to just being part of the package when I took on more than 30 years of morning radio and television. Well, what I learned when I dug a little deeper is that I had a ton more to learn. So in this series, we try to help people fix their sleep by figuring out why mine is so horribly broken. And hopefully we stumble upon some answers together. We are excited this week with the Super Bowl fresh in everyone's mind to bring you our friend, Dr. Michael Grandner from the University of Arizona with some compelling new evidence that links improved sleep to improved athletic performance. So, so to qualify, this wasn't independent analysis. So this, what this paper was, so this was work I did with uh, Jonathan Charest, who's um, a graduate student who's finishing his PhD in sleep up in, up in Canada from University of Laval, who his expertise is in sleep and athletics. And, and I do a lot of work in sleep and athletics. And and he's someone I've worked with for a bit. And we so we partnered on this paper. And our goal was, rather than do a new study, because we've, we've got some new studies going on, but what we wanted to do was to, as comprehensively as possible, summarize what do we know about sleep and performance? And, and what do we need to do to take this into the future to um, take this knowledge to the next level? Well, and according to your paper, yeah. you know, I, as as sports like professional hockey, professional football in particular, pay attention to things like concussions. Right. Your paper suggests that there's even um, evidence that sleep and future concussions might be linked. Right. Yeah. So there's a number of um, there's a number of studies linking sleep and concussions in a number of ways. Um, and, and most of them have to do with the fact that when people have concussions, they tend not to sleep well afterwards and, and how might be sleep, uh, how might sleep play a role in recovery. But um, one of the things you mentioned in this paper was actually a study that our group did um, where we did this project where one of the things we did is we asked um, a couple of hundred elite athletes, uh, these were Division One uh, NCAA athletes across, I think, like 14 different sports, we asked them um, how sleepy they were during the day, and we asked them how they were sleeping at night. And then we followed them for a year, and we were able to track every visit to their trainer or the team doc, every medical-related issue. Um, and so we, we coded all those for, to find all of these sports-related concussions. And so then what we tried, then what we did, and this, was the, this analysis was led by a, a postdoc named Adam Rakes, um, who's also here at the University of Arizona. Um, and so what he did is he showed that um, the things that predicted whether an athlete was going to get a concussion, a lot of them were the things you would expect, the things that everyone knows about. Like if you have a history of concussions, you're more likely to get another concussion. Uh, another thing he showed was um, men are more likely to get concussions than women. Um, he also showed that if you're in a high-risk sport, like a high-contact sport like football, you were more likely to get a concussion than not. None of that was surprising. But what was surprising was that not only was 
the level of sleepiness you reported at the start of that year related to concussions and how um, how much insomnia you had at the start of that year related to concussions. But both of those things um, did two things that were very surprising. Number one, they each predicted concussions differently. So sleepiness predicted concussions after controlling for insomnia and vice versa. They weren't explaining the same thing. They were actually explaining concussions through two different pathways probably. The other thing that was really surprising was the degree to which this relatively simple screening for sleep problems, the degree to which the predicted concussions actually beat out all of the other traditional risk factors. So yes, um, history of concussion and high-risk sport predicted concussions, but actually the sleep variables predicted concussions better. Um, they actually outperformed them. So, so if anything, it just goes to show that how you're sleeping might set you up for risk of, of these head injuries, probably because maybe you're less coordinated. Maybe you are, are not making as good decisions. For all of these reasons and more, um, it's not just the concussions lead to sleep problems, but sleep problems might lead to concussions as well. Look, I mean, athletes are legendary for looking for any tiny thing they can come up with that will give them even the tiniest advantage. Well, I mean, based on what you were saying, I, I, based on our work and the work of, of a number of other people, I would say, you know, you're not going to get the tiniest advantage. You're going to get a much bigger than the tiniest advantage. Um, the When you look at the, the degree to which sleep improvement improves just physical performance, forgetting the roles on mental performance and mental health and decision-making and injury risk and recovery, forgetting all of that, just in terms of performance, um, you see you see gains that, you know, so, so where a second or a fraction of a second can make a difference, you get sprints that are a full couple seconds faster. You get, so like there was a very famous study done um, by Sherry Ma at Stanford that showed that, you know, the, the, the Stanford men's basketball team, their their free throw percentage went up by 9%. Their, their three-point shots went up by 9%. Um, there's some a bunch of studies in tennis players where serving accuracy um, gets impacted by 20 to 30% or more sometimes. Um, across the board, you see this in baseball, like you were mentioning, you see it in football, you see it in tennis, you see it in soccer, you see it in swimming. Pretty much any sport you look, you get a performance boost. And and it's not a performance boost with side effects. The side effects are your mental health is better, you manage, you manage your weight better, your relationships are better, and if you're a college athlete, your grades get better. So um, I, it, 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 it's sort of a no-brainer to me. Is it? Is it optimistic of me to think that perhaps at a high school level and a collegiate level that maybe sleep needs to be a bigger part of how we are training young athletes? Um, I would say not only might it be, but th there was a really amazing thing that happened this summer, and that was that the NCAA – uh, released an official position statement. It's it's downloadable. It's in the journal, the British Journal of Sports Medicine. It's an official position statement of the NCAA on the importance of sleep in collegiate athletes and all of the reasons why sleep is important for collegiate athletes because it's important for college students in general. Um, 
for all of these reasons, and then athletes also for all of these reasons as well. And so they're the first um, – they're really the first major sports organization to on paper publicly have an official position that sleep is important and, it, and it's critical and it plays all these roles and it, and it needs to be something that's prioritized. And interestingly enough, um, also this summer, relatively soon afterwards, the International Olympic Committee came out with their first position statement on mental health, which which itself was groundbreaking. Um, and it sets you up for failure, not success. And, and it's great that, that even these organizations like the Olympics and the NCAA are coming out to say, yep, we're on board with that. There you go, Dr. Michael Grandner from the University of Arizona. For the rest of that conversation, you can grab the full-length version of the episode at thesnoozebutton.com. But until next time, my name's Neil. Hey, get some sleep, would you? 